the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Before we get into your fight, I wanted to talk to you about uh, volunteer firefighting. You know, in a sport like this, MMA, it's, you know, it's really selfish sport, but you're doing something that's a complete selfish act. And the danger factor is very high when you're out there fighting fires. What draws you to that job? You know, I had the opportunity to go be a volunteer firefighter, but a resident firefighter. So that means I could live at the station and I didn't have to pay for, um, you know, housing. I didn't have to pay for laundry, anything. All I had to pay for was food and uh, gas in my car. And so doing that actually gave me the opportunity to train full time. And so as much as a selfish, what, how like selfless it seems, it was also like it worked great for me because I got to go out and learn all these cool skills, help people and stuff like that. But it also gave me the opportunity to be a full time fighter. What what kind of skills, man, that that you obtained through that through that job? So I, I got my EMT through it. So it taught me like everything I needed to know medically. So if someone's dying or someone's really hurt, I know, you know, all that stuff I need to do. So. If I need to, I can beat you up, and then I can put you back together, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever had to use that in the gym, like if somebody had some problems? Yeah, actually, because, you know, uh, I've done jiu-jitsu since I was 14. So I've been in a jiu-jitsu school, you know, and then I started switching to MMA. But, yeah, there was this one time when I was, I think I was like 20, this girl, she was a small girl, she was doing jiu-jitsu, and she was rolling with this guy, and we all heard a big snap. And we look over, and her arms, like, snapped in half. You know, it wasn't, like, too serious, but, like, you know, being an EMT, I just knew, like, you know, splint the arm, you know, control it, and then get her to the hospital, which wasn't anything too crazy. But, no, I haven't, like, dealt with any outside of, like, actually being on a call. I haven't dealt with anything other than that, luckily. But that was a pretty cool one. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild, man. Uh, <laughs> a girl's arm is snapped in half. Like, is it snapped on the forearm or the... Yeah, the forearm. Yeah, like, broke right on the forearm, and it was, like, flopping, and we are like go get some cardboard and tape it up and, you know, secure it to her body. And then we took her to the hospital. Now let's talk about the fight, man. UFC debuted November 19th against Fernie Garcia. You know, he has a win on the contender series, one fight in the octagon. What have you seen in him and, and his skill set? You know, I think it's his skill set's pretty straightforward. He's, he's got good wrestling, you know, and he's a great boxer. Right? He has good hands. He stands really sideways like a boxer should. Um, he's got good combinations throw throws a really good left hook um and i saw on his record he has a lot of submissions so i i assume he knows how to grapple but yeah that's pretty much what i got out of him and from what i've seen he's he likes to throw hands not so much of the wrestler but he has good anti-wrestling when when you study a, an opponent how far back do you go and watch film on them you know i like to look you know i look back at a few of his lfa fights obviously i'm not going to go back 10 years because he's a completely different fighter now but definitely like his last three four five fights just to see like tendencies especially if, you know you see him in the grappling exchanges and and you didn't see that in any of his ufc fights obviously because he got the tko on contender series and jeremy newson took him down and kind of just beat him up on the feet so it was kind of good to go back and watch some of his grappling exchanges but yeah that's pretty much it just kind of seeing what he likes to do and at the end of the day it's a fight so you just go out there and fight do you see like major differences in him, like a, a huge evolution, or is it just like he's pretty much the same fighter he was maybe five fights ago? Yeah, I don't see a lot of change. You know, he's kind of older too. What is he like, 31, 32? So yeah, 30, he's kind of, 
yeah, he's kind of set in his ways by now. And, you know, he's he's even said it himself before he even got a contender series. He's like, this is my final shot. Mm-hmm. So, like, now he got the UFC, lost a fight. What is his mindset going into this fight? He's not like, I don't think he's like, he has championship aspirations like I do. Like, I want to be the world champ. I want to be the best ever. And so I just don't think he has that mindset. So I'm not sure if he's going to go reinvent himself to come out in this fight or if he's going to come and collect his final paycheck. It's kind of up to him that that's an interesting topic right there of like guys that are that are fighting to become the world champ to become the best in the world and then there's guys that are just chasing a paycheck they they just want to get paid this is kind of like just their their regular job in a way right yeah what separates people what do you think separates these types of fighters uh, you know it's i think like what puts someone in that mindset i think well i think for him the biggest thing is he's a little bit older, you know, he's not, he's not the youngest guy. He's not even, even close to the youngest guy. He's kind of at the trail end of his career, especially for 35ers. We like a lot of 35ers start losing their speed at like 35. So he's getting close to that. Um, he's lost a fight in the UFC. Um, but yeah, I think what separates is just the mindset and the people you have around you, I guess, you know, I can't really say just because I come from a gym that everyone wants to be the best. You know, we, we're we not just in here to be mediocre, collect paychecks. We're trying to go out there and be the best in the world, which I'm blessed for. For sure. Um, let's talk about the the ACL injury that you sustained during the show. I saw that you were grappling uh, Kobe Thickness, a guy that's probably going to yeah. be in the UFC eventually, you know, one of Volk's guys. You know, what, what was it like hiding the injury from everyone throughout the whole season? You know, it, it was kind of funny because uh, – I told so I told both Craig Jones like my, like the the team because I knew they weren't gonna say anything, but uh, so they were like then they had like the camera crew come over and they were like what's so I heard something's wrong with your leg can you tell us to the camera and I'm like oh no my knee leg's fine, they're like okay are you sure there's nothing wrong I'm like yeah there's nothing wrong because I was like when I was before I was on the show I was looking at a bunch of old seasoned Ultimate Fighter and my teammate Juliana Pena I was watching her season and there was a guy that tore his hamstring and he got in the house and they checked it out and they actually kicked him out of the house and they're like oh dude your hamstring's torn you're not allowed to compete anymore and so that like scared me so i was like i'm not telling any production i'm not gonna tell anyone that can look at my leg and so i was just hiding it luckily craig jones got me a knee brace um and yeah it would slip in practice and i wouldn't say anything i would just go sit on the side of the the mat for a few rounds and i would just deal with it and but luckily i had the good coaches and good teammates and they they helped me through did anybody say like hey what's this knee brace for or they, they <laughs> caught a glimpse of it did no one ever like pointed that out they did but then i was like yeah my knee's just a little bit sore craig just got this for me just downplayed it <laughs> craig he's a he's an interesting character man that guy oh yeah those australians are funny so they they, they know how to make it make a you know make you go under the radar and they made a joke out of it too for sure. Um, man, you fought twice on the show, basically on one leg, you know. Did it mess with you mentally throughout the throughout that time? You know, I feel like on the show I was so mentally, you know, I was I was locked in. I was mentally ready to go and die in that cage. I you know, especially because I was so isolated, I didn't have my family, friends, nothing. I would just write in my journal and I was so laser focused that nothing was gonna stop me. Not a torn ACL, not even if I lost a hand, a foot, whatever, I was gonna go out there and win. How important is writing in a journal? I've I've talked to so many fighters lately. They're talking about they journal everything. They got ske- everything scheduled. They got everything recorded. Like how important is that for for like a like a championship mindset? I think it keeps you on your path. You know, I feel like 
your brain can wander and stuff. Like I, I, I do a lot of visual stuff. Like I have vision boards and I write a lot of stuff on, you know, whiteboards in my room and stuff like that. And then journal, I think it just keeps, keeps the goal in the front of your brain and kind of keep, keeps you on a straight path to, to victory and to where you want to go. For sure. And then, you know, the path led you to the ultimate fighter finale, the biggest fight of your career, man, you were on one leg as well on that one. And it was still a very close fight. You know, when you like, dissect it right that fight like if you weren't injured like how do you feel like you would have performed you know i i don't want to i don't want to take any credit away from ricky or you know say anything you know like i should have won the fight you know i still could have won the fight i still have the mindset that with my one leg i should have i should have still won the fight but looking back on it if i like had both legs i think my striking would have been way more dynamic i would have been able to move better i wouldn't have to force the grappling Cause like I said, I've been grappling for so long. I know how to use my body in, especially if I'm injured, I know like, Oh, I can kind of put more weight here and stuff in the striking. I was less confident cause there's so many explosive movements, you know, and I was afraid to push off my back leg. So I didn't have a lot of power in my right hand. I couldn't throw any kicks, stuff like that. So I think I would just been way more dynamic on my feet and um, my wrestling would have been way more powerful, but you know, kudos to Ricky had fought a great fight. How was the the surgery and the recovery for you? Yeah, that was that was the toughest thing because I've never dealt with an injury before. I've never broke a bone. I, the worst I've had is like minor sprains. So going into this, having an actual surgery was was crazy, especially on the ACL because it's like a nine month recovery. So being out for that long, I could I've never like taken more than two weeks off since I was fourteen, and to have to take two months off of training anything mm-hmm. was was hard. But it, it like it was like the Ultimate Fighter house, you know you you have something taken away one it makes you more grateful for it you know maybe more grateful to train more grateful for the opportunities i've had you know more grateful just like to be healthy um but it also gave me time to like kind of figure out my goals and um it gave me the opportunity to buy a house so i got a house now yeah and some some other things uh in my life that i gotta come out of it but yeah it kind of sucked at first not gonna lie was this scary going into the knife for the first time yeah yeah, it was it was pretty intimidating, especially because I, you know, I felt like I obviously I fought three times with no ACL. So I was like, you know, I feel like I could just rehab it and just get everything strong and keep continuing. But they're like, dude, you're you're 22. Just go get your knee fixed. You'll be fine in a year and you'll be back to fighting at 23 and you'll be you'll be ready to go into the UFC and everything like that. I'm like, OK, but I was like worried that they were going to mess me up or they were I was going to you yeah, know die yeah. or something under the knife. But but I felt, I felt okay. My mom talked to me through it. You know, she's in the medical field. So she's like, Brady, don't be a pussy. Just go in and get it done. And I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> the best advice comes from moms, man. Don't be a pussy. Dude, I know. My mom's a, my mom's in the ER, obviously. So she sees the worst of the worst. So when something happens to us, she's like, dude, just quit being a bitch. Just go, and, go and get it fixed or quit crying about it. It's not that big of a deal. I see worse, like the worst stuff every day. For sure. Um... Any setbacks during the, the rehab? No, I think it went smoothly. They were actually pretty impressed. I was, you know, they usually say it's like a nine-month recovery, and I, I was back to training at, at really, really light at like five months and back to full training almost at seven months. So I felt like I was way ahead of schedule. I did everything I needed to, you know, going from training every day. I just switched all that focus to recovering every day. And so I made sure I did everything the right way. I still ate good, so I think that helped a lot, and I did all my exercises. 
What was the conversation like with the UFC during that time? Were they telling you like, you know, get get the surgery, you know, recover and we're going to book you or was it kind of like up in the air? No, they were cool about it. They were really cool about it. Um, it's funny because there, I, I, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of different sectors, to the UFC. So I was talking to a lot of the medical side and then we were figuring it out. And in that time, they actually offered me another fight. I'm not going to say who against, but they offered mm -hmm. me another fight. And I'm like, yeah, Sean Shelby messaged me. He's like, I got a fight for you. I'm like, bro, I'm actually going to get ACL surgery next week. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're really cool. They, uh, the team over there, they hooked me up with a game ready. So they got me a sponsor with game ready. They sent me, it's like a $2,000 equipment helped mm -hmm. so much through my recovery that, cause it, you know, it helped with the pain and swelling and stuff like that. And, you know, they covered everything, which is crazy for how much the surgery is, you know, it's an expensive surgery, but they, they were great, honestly. Now, when you get back into training, like what were the steps, you know, before you actually was like full blast, you know, so it, it started with just super light rolling in the gym, light mitts with not a lot of movement. And then actually it's funny because once I started training a little bit more and more, it was the next season of the Ultimate Fighter. And so I actually went and helped out with Juliana Pena's season. So I was on her coaching staff. And so it was actually perfect because my legs started getting better. And that was like around the six, seven, eight month mark. And so I started training with all these you know, 125 pound girls and they're not super big and they're not going to, you know, kick me really hard or they're not going to, you know, they're not super heavy. So they were like perfect training partners. Mm -hmm. So I just go in and train with the girls and they were like lighter and they weren't going to hurt me. And so I started building up with them. And then I finally got back into training with my, my guys that, you know, are a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more explosive. How was it? Like being on the other side of the glass, so to say on the ultimate fighter, man, you went from being a cast member to a coach. It was it was cool, actually, because, you know, it was like all the benefits of being on the show besides actually fighting and competing and stuff without all the setbacks of like, mm -hmm. oh, you can't talk to your family. Oh, you can't leave the house whenever you want to. It was like you, you get to have all the benefits of being on the Ultimate Fighter without all the take backs of, you know, having to be a competitor. So it was, it was pretty cool. And you could probably give advice to them, right? Like, because you mm -hmm. experienced that, that just it's fresh as well in your mind. Like, it yeah. just went through the season, right? So they must uh, take advantage of that. And and for this training cap, you know, for, for your UFC debut, anything that you've added on, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, a lot of people, once they get to that level, they start to add on things, you know what I mean? Not change, but add on. Has any, have you added on anything? Um, yeah, definitely. So I started working with, uh, a strength conditioning coach he's he works with me my buddy ashton my kiesa a lot of guys here in spokane terrence mckinney saeed um and so he's become like one of my best friends but yeah i've been training with him three days a week and it's changed my game so much i never really lifted weights in like a organized way i would literally just go and do a bunch of pull-ups push-ups sit-ups and go for runs and so now that like I'm actually like doing the right stuff i got a program set out i'm working on wind bikes and stuff i feel like it just made me into even a bigger athlete. Like I'm just more of a like honed in athlete rather than just a scrappy fighter. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize how important like a, a certain type of string conditioning program you need to be a fighter. You know, a lot of people just say, Oh, I'm going to just go do CrossFit and really CrossFit yeah. doesn't really help you at all for fighting. Right? No. Well, I mean, it like, you got to know what to do for certain parts of your body. You know, you don't want to kill yourself like CrossFit. People go and that's all they do. So you're going to go and do CrossFit, which kills you. 
and then you're going to go try and train. It's, it's yeah. dumb. You got to make sure you have, you know, a good program and someone that's watching you and not trying to just push you to your limits every day. Man, how do you expect to, to get your victory, you know, at, in your UFC debut? You know, I want to go out there and get a finish. That's my goal, and that's what I, I envision myself getting, whether it be on the feet or any on the ground with, you know, a submission. But he's never been finished, and, you know, I want to set it, you know, I want to make a statement coming back for my, you know, for my finale fight that I'm here to make a statement in this division and climb my way up to the title. So going out there and finishing an unfinished guy, I think is a pretty good start. For sure. And, you know, with your connections to, to Volkanovski, do you feel like, man, I'm going to try to hop on that UFC 284 card? Because it's like one of the biggest fights to ever put together, Volkanovski versus Islam. Come on, man. It's crazy, right? Dude, I know. I wit That's actually a really good point. I, that would be so freaking cool. Isn't it over in Australia, too? Yeah, in Perth, yeah. Dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, you know, after I get on, the, you, you might have just sparked yeah. a, a great idea. Maybe I'll... Uh, after I win this fight, I'll hop on the mic and say, hey, get me on this card. Dana, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Call somebody out. You never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. That's... Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to see who's uh, who's available. That'll be good. For sure, man. Well, before anything like that happens, man, November 19th, UFC fight in Las Vegas. If you want to know more about the event, go to the descriptions and download the All-Star app. Brady, appreciate the time and uh, good luck in the fight and good luck getting on that you know Perth card because it's going to be historic. Oh, for sure. Historic, for sure. Thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate it.